Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. I don't know what day it is, what month it is. I think it's Blur's Day. Blur's Day. Blur's Day, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. it's definitely, well, actually, you know what? It's actually closer to Witness. Okay, well, if you're listening to us, Feliz Santo, and welcome to episode <laughs> 150 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, you know we recognize all the religious holidays. Yes. And nothing says Good Friday like our good, good <laughs> friend and co-host for this hour, Mr. Seth Burger Beast Gonzalez, because even during Lent, we have to have meat. <laughs> Why are you going to out me like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Burger Beast. Like, we, didn't, we didn't have our friend, like, you know, fresh, fish fry guy on or something. I mean, is that guy, does that guy exist? <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Well, so for Good Friday, are you Impossible Burger Beast? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get up and walk away from this? <laughs> So, welcome everybody. This is our 150th episode. Yes. Remember 50 episodes back, we were supposed to have a big old party for our 100th episode? Yep. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. But Corona sure did. Corona sure did. Corona's still happening. But you know what? We couldn't let 150 go by without doing something special. And that's why we invited Seth to to co-host with us. Because, you know, we say it all the time. And we're not blowing smoke up your ass. But, you know... He's like the fairy godmother of, of, of our show. You know, it's like he's ever since, you know, he came on our show. We just I'll feel like more the patron saint. I like fairy godmother better. I mean, I don't wear a tutu, but tutu. A, a, a tutu? <laughs> you know, you're not going to go shop for like lots of tu latico. <laughs> That's also when they tell the little kids, hey, tu <laughs> I guess he's one of the better things that have happened to us. Exactly. That's podcast. what I'm saying. After 150 so, episodes, you know what? Our friendship with Seth has got to be definitely, if not the best thing, top three. 
I'm gonna. I I would put it as the first, but I don't want to give him too much clout right now. Look, every it time, might go to his head. Whenever someone talks to me, I tell him this: I don't have an abuela. You know, I love my grandmother very much. She passed away. I need people to tell me how great I am. I okay. do. Okay. Well, then, then you know what? <laughs> You're perfect. You're phenomenal. You. Gracias, abuelita. <laughs> so everybody, welcome to our 150th, 150th episode. episode. We're not sure what's going to happen in the next hour or so, yeah. but here we are. What I can tell you is that we have some delicious ass pizza from Magic City Pizza, thanks to Seth. So, so that's yeah. a great start. So I actually do want to talk about briefly, and I wanna I wanna take Seth's uh, opinion on this because you know if you know Seth Burger Beast, he um he's the, a bit opinionated. I've heard that once or twice. Yeah, a, a bit, yeah, a bit, a little bit, little bit. So because here at Pedro, let me tell you, we are always damn it on the pulse of things happening. We really are. We really are. We last, never and we never know it. Last week, <laughs> we in episode one forty nine, we made a whole spiel about Hopinha Stadium. Yep. And we've talked about like what would the be Marlins like a, the, should, what should, would yeah. be a funny name for like the Marlin Stadium. Well, let, I don't know. Literally, I swear, I swear, we did three not days have later. a connection with the Marlins. Three days later, it's made official that Marlin Stadium is going to be renamed Lone Depot Stadium, and the L is not capitalized. No, it's not. No. It's, it's Lone Depot Lone, Park. Lone Depot Park. So, what do we think about this? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. This is <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna say whatever the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> so I guess you're not gr you're you don't you're not big on the name on the corporate name Lone Depot Park. What about Mateba Park? <laughs> That's what we were saying. Know, 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 know. It's it's it just it just didn't, seems. I'm trying to jump on your bandwagon. Didn't you hear my whole spiel <laughs> on if it was Hupinha Park, yeah. like the pineapple on the that would have been badass. Except now, what are we gonna get? Like mortgage applications. <laughs> I, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous naming these these parks um, after these businesses. I get it; it's just a money thing. But yeah. at least there should be some consideration that it not be you know a stupid name. Right. <laughs> yeah. that, I love how Seth is like, no, you can pay whatever you want, just don't be stupid. About I still it. don't think it's as bad. It's bad. It's bad. But I still don't think it's as bad as where the White Sox play, which is guaranteed rate stadium. That one's pretty bad. Well, I mean, but here, I mean, Lone Depot. It just sounds like a warehouse. Yeah. You know what's one of the best what is the best corporate name of a ballpark is in the Midwest there's an insurance company called Great American. Mm -hmm. And where the Cincinnati Reds play, they bought the the right the naming rights, so it's called the Great American Ballpark. Well that was just lazy. No, but that was that like mm -hmm. that's a great like the corporate name, like that's a great corporate name and scheme like the great american ballpark because but how many people really realize that it's because of that company exactly right, so, so they're not getting their money's worth it's right, basically that's what, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm paying like 10 million dollars and right, people are like right. I can right. no like, and, and, it's and when it was sun life stadium here did anybody really sign up for a little sun life insurance well i got the tote bag right yeah. i mean if, if they're gonna go like if if the football stadium was gonna go with insurance it should have been called leon medical field <laughs> leon medical field you know stadium or park cac ramsey park no leon. we have to keep it with the leon what about the school what's that that school that's everywhere in little havana lincoln Martin? yes oh yes that's right yeah the desk i remember they had the desk cordoned off so you could go look at it yeah they did yeah yeah it's like a relic is it still roped off i'm sure it probably is we should go yeah and then it's funny because like 
I take a picture of you sitting there. <laughs> well, yeah, so many, my fat ass on so the many chair. times that Ilian would come out like on uh, staged candid video. Right. Um, he would be wearing the Lincoln Lincoln Marty T-shirt. So what you're saying is that Marty Lacy's was the proto Kim Kardashian. They they had a thing going. I hear you. You know, it's funny you brought up you sitting down. I remember at uh, the Gay Aid Festival. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I broke a chair. You broke a you chair that day? You don't remember? I broke the chair you were in the, the room with us. In the, I in was. the trailer. I don't remember. <laughs> I was too and busy eating. And then he broke it and then he slid it back under <laughs> like if there was nothing wrong with it. Well, I mean, nobody was going to know until right now, but all right, we're talking about it. It was, it was one of those, like, it was like a peluquera chair. Like, it was like... It's a, a peluquera like, chair? Was, I think that's the official name, were actually. Were we listening to Pimpinela? Yes. <laughs> and Pandora. Um... But it had like the, the little pump thing, right? Okay. And in one of those, like I put my feet. You deflated on, it. No, I broke the pump. Oh my god! <laughs> That's when you guys were all stuffed from eating everything. Oh my god! Yeah. You were eating like full portions. I think. You know though. that is one of the happiest days of my life, and also just one of the days where I thought I was maybe gonna die, because I was so full. That day was, well, it was great for that sense, <laughs> but that wasn't the biggest challenge. That wasn't the day with the biggest challenge. The the, the hardest day was when we went to Umbrella. Oh, because when we went to Yumbrella, Yumbrella was going to open. So a few years yeah. back, when Yumbrella Food Hall went, you know they had invited us. I think you they, were, they yeah, invited was, us in part because, because of, of you. you. Yeah. Um, they had invited us, and you know Yumbrella's a food hall with different like restaurants and all that. So this is like they were they were like you know showing their menu. Right. So what we did not know was that they were going to give full portions of everything on the menu. So it was like... We just have to interrupt for a second to say that one of our favorite people in the whole wide world, which is Marcela, which is Seth's wife, just brought us flangs. Flang, I mean... The gothic pussy. The, well, yes, that is her Instagram <laughs> handle. Yes, yes. And this, she brought us flang. And she brought and us so flang. This, so I mean, this one is one at the 2018 Croqueta Palooza Best Flang at Flantastic. Oh. Which is... Part of it's it's from Magic City. Oh, Pizza. okay, okay. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I it's actually made. By, it's actually made by Pepe, who owns Magic City Pizza, by his grandmother. Because why wouldn't his name not be Pepe? <laughs> Wait, so is this his grandmother's recipe or his grandmother? No, his grandmother it? actually makes the flans. Oh hell! Oh my god! <laughs> wow! I don't say that a lot about flan. A lot of flan is mediocre. I just enjoy it, but it's mediocre. <laughs> I feel like that should be a shirt. A lot of flong is mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> and just like your disapproving face. Don't looking, come here with your mediocre Looking, Looking at it. some, you know, closed uh, Donsk cookie tin. Do you know what was an abomination? And I know Seth will remember this. Do you remember some years ago? It was in the 90s when Jello had flang. Yes. Like you can make Jello like... Like the way you make jello, you can make flan. Really? Oh yeah, they had it. Yeah, but it was flan. <laughs> <laughs> and we bought it. It was a short day. <laughs> and I remember that the the syrup tasted very like ani. Like I don't know. I don't even know what it was. But actually, you know, now you brought up croqueta palooza. I'll, I'll use that as a pivot. Um, okay, first and foremost, I'm so glad that we did not lose croqueta palooza last year because of the the coronavirus. You know, I, I know you had to, you know, I hate to use the word pivot. I feel like I'm on Friends, but you know, you pivoted and and we still had the event. You know, we I helped out. It was great. And again, I just love that the tradition kept going. But I mean, obviously, events are changing, and you know, for the better, for the worse, for the different. 
you know, how are you like moving into now this year? Like, are we going to get another Roqueta Palooza this year, or you know? Well, next week, which um, in, the, in the future, I'm still doing kind of the boxes like Roqueta Palooza, mm-hmm. where all the food's made. You just drive up, you prepay, and you just pick up the box. Right. Has different restaurants and brands that I love involved. As of right now, Croqueta Palooza is planned for December as an actual event. Woohoo! Yay! I've never been so excited to hear something in my life. Oh like, my god, I'm just wait. Like, the fall? Okay. Oh my god, we're gonna have Croqueta Palooza and the fair. We're gonna have the fair, then, you know, Thanksgiving, then Croqueta Palooza, <laughs> and then, you know, Christmas. So it's like, you know, just kill me now. <laughs> no! Kill you in January after you've enjoyed all of it. <laughs> Shit. So, so, DJ, tell me. Is the flan worthy of winning the best flan that year? It is. It is up there. It is very, very good. It is very good because it's. Um, I like. I mean, flan just it has to be creamy, and this is very creamy. If you go to if you go to Magic City Pizza, which is on about like seventy fifth and Coralway, you will not see the flantastic trophy, because the trophy as is at his grandmother's house. Aww. <laughs> as it should. That's so cute. Aww. As it should. Um, it's interesting because what I find, what I love about like the whole flan making is how, you know, the ingredients to flan are very basic, right? Everybody that does flan does the same, more or less the same, ing- well, does the same in- staple ingredients, yet they taste so different, like depending who makes them. It's like, that, like I think it's quite incredible, you know? Um, I know some people, it, it's funny because growing up, my grandmother made it in the pressure cooker. And I see a baño o maria. So my mother makes it. Yeah, she would do it in the pressure cooker. So I, when when Mima would take out la la the pressure la cooker, la olla de presión, I'm like, either we're getting frijoles or, or we're getting flan. <laughs> Those are two very different things. Yeah. <laughs> two very different things. So we we didn't mention where we're where we're recording, by the way. That's true. <laughs> we're in Westchester. We are we're live. It only seemed appropriate that we do our 150th in Westchester, but we are being honored. We are in the home where where the beast grew up. You know where where the beast was initially just a cub. We're at, we're at Beast HQ. <laughs> what are we talking about? I was a cub. <laughs> You've been to Bill's filling station. Um, no, we are in Seth's childhood home. We're actually sitting in the backyard. I, well, when we got yeah. here, there was mosquitoes atta- yeah. assaulting oh, yeah. us. They were eating us alive. Yeah, había una humedad. Pero no, they got nice. Yeah. He, he lives, he doesn't live far from La, la Jicotea. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? La Jicotea. Yeah. The church. The church. Coral Park. Oh, I, wait, isn't that a whale? No, it's a, it's una Jicotea. It's a turtle. Is it? I thought it was a whale. I see it as a turtle. I thought it looked like a giant mohong for a while because it was brown. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I hope you don't attend that church and take offense. I wasn't trying to. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's talking about the architecture on Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And by the way, I just had some pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and it was delicious. Well, but it is, I regret it, it is fake Friday. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Are we supposed to not eat meat on today either? Like, well, during uh, Lent, you're not supposed to eat meat. Every Friday of right. Lent. Right. It's just that, you know. But is this Holy Thursday? That's the I thing, th- right? I, I be- my, my parents said that you're not supposed to. I, I don't remember the, the ground rules for all this. And yet you went to private school, Catholic I private know. school. I block out certain things. <laughs> I'm sure that if we look, I'm sure that if we go in the hallways of your mom's house, we will see pictures of you and your communion. No. No? But you will see 
the little he he saw yeah. my my little cake topper for my first birthday. I'll show it to you later. And Thank you. Uh, first communion and first communion and confirmation. Maybe? Confirmation, little little like ceramic dolls. My sister and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel that that's like a, a rite of passage. And well, no, that's like traditional Cuban house decor. La foto de los niños de la comunión. Y después los 15. Lo, de bueno, los 15 de la niña, yeah. And you get like a life size picture, and then you put right. like that huge mi- like um, frame that has a mirror around it. Why is it always a mirrored frame? Oh, because you know it's the reflection of the beauty. They're u- they're used to. <laughs> they used to be there used to be a uh, quinceañera picture of my sister, but what you didn't notice, both of you, I know when you walked in. Is my seven samurai posters right? I on did the notice. Oh, you didn't notice. So you it? replaced your sister's quinces <laughs> no, with the seven samurai. When you come in, there, my dad has a samurai sword there, and then I I have a seven samurai poster. I go, oh, you should have this by. So when you walk in, his samurai swords on the right, and the seven samurai, because there is a bit of an Asian theme in in my parents' uh, living room. Oh yeah. So now you know that it's not every day we have your expertise on the show. Um, I mean, I know now with with COVID, especially like the food scene. You know, well, everywhere is kind of like crazy, and a lot of restaurants have closed. Um, is there something that you're particularly excited about, or something that you've had recently that kind of like, you know, blew your socks off? Well, Fat Girl Heinous, you know, my friend on social media. Yeah, well, I'm friends with her in real life, but <laughs> they've never met, and, and that's not her name. Cari de Hialeah. Now that's an Instagram handle. Coño, <laughs> someone should get that. Somebody should have it. Cari de she she uh, went to this place called Hot Chicks, which is like a natural hot kind of. They do chicken, bone and chicken. They do sandwiches and tenders. About a month ago, Marcella and I went there to Pembroke Pines, and oh my god, those tenders really were so good. And it's kind of hard to get the uh, the natural hot flavor kind of right, mm-hmm. and I think they did it right. But besides that, the tenders were very crispy and, and juicy. We we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it from our car because uh, we we still. Marcel and I have only probably eaten in restaurants a handful of times in the last year when we kind of felt there's nobody here or we could sit outside right. in a, 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 a sufficient space. At like 2 o'clock a, on a Tuesday. Generally, <laughs> yes. Well, that's normally when I would go out to restaurants. And I think a lot of people, when, when you see the pictures and stuff, and they're like, they made that special for you. I'm like, no, I actually just don't go during bu- busy periods anybody, any, anywhere. I'm like, if I want to go to a restaurant for the first time, I either go right when they open I wait like between two and three when I know yeah. there's that kind of lull, and that's those are the two times I never go for dinner. Hardly ever will you see me out for dinner, unless it's my family dragging me to go eat somewhere. And my family wants to go to chain restaurants, so it drives me nuts. <laughs> Don't lie, you know you love going to Chevy's. No, no, no. <laughs> but you know I make fun of Marcella because she used to go to Chevy's a lot. It's real Mexican food. <laughs> Why are you like so hating Chevy's? Listen, that's exactly what I tell Marcella. <laughs> I make fun of her for it. Listen, it's good for a happy hour. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, I, I go to Mi Rinconcito Mexicano for you know, and you know our our love Amari mix in beautiful Westchester. <laughs> that place is so good. But even like even here, like it, we had some. Um, uh, there's a food truck on Bird Road and 90 something no of uh, tacos. I don't know if you know which one it is. No. Hey, oh my God, it was amazing. The there's parking still lot food of a muffler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, wait, it was um, it was in the parking lot of Midas. Of Midas. Midas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was actually really good. So, is there something else, or is there something that have you, you know? been to the chicken pollo truck? 
the chicken pollo. Um, it's I, on. It's on Bird right after the strip mall where Martha Miami is. He parks at night. He does fried chicken. Very good. Like right after Bird Bowl. No, no, no. Right after Mar- literally after where Martha Miami where the, is. Almost the, like right across from Mojo Donuts. Where the Sega breaks. It could be there. Or Gadiba Breaks, whatever it's called. <laughs> no, I know it was called Sega Breaks for the longest time because I would always be like, Sega. <laughs> Do you feel, though, that like when the world comes back, whenever that is, hopefully later this year, there's going to be kind of like a renaissance of like restaurants opening again? Or what, what is there, this a new normal? What, what there seems to be is a lot of people from New York moving down here and opening restaurants that existed in New York down here, which I... I know maybe people are not happy to hear this. I will not support. I I 100% just support local uh, folks. I'll tell you why. My main issue is most of those people shit on Miami. Excuse me for using that that foul language on here. But they, you know, they talk crap about Miami. They talk about the Miami food scene. And now que le conviene, they're like, oh well, let me just come down to Miami and take advantage of the situation that things are a little looser. And then you expect us to embrace them. Well, you know, for me, it's like, go F yourself, dude. Okay, but, but why, okay, <laughs> seriously, but why is that, though, that, that there are people who shit on the Miami food scene? Because, I mean, if you want to talk about eclectic, I mean, there's this restaurant that I want to go to that's Dominican Japanese. I mean, where do you see that? Um, yeah, and it looks really good. Like, why do you think people shit on the Miami food scene anyway? I think it's just the nature of uh, people being kind of almost territorial with their food. Look at look at how Miami and Tampa are about the Cuban sandwich, and the battle over that. And and it's funny. I, I hear the the arguments. I uh, I'm you know I I'm I was not born in Miami. I was born in New York, but I've been here my entire life. I was only in New York about a year and a half. I consider myself a Miami guy through and through. But when people get into this argument, I mean, I can't envision a world where adding salami to a sandwich doesn't make it taste better. You know, does it mean? Uh, and Tampa really has more of a claim to being the originator of the Cuban sandwich. Yeah. But to say that that sandwich was never created in, in Cuba is, I think, ridiculous to even think something like that. Now, were they the ones to probably do that ver- that version in the United States for the first time? It's possible. It could have been the keys, more than likely, because a lot of Cubans came in through the, down there initially. But, but isn't the story that the, the Cuban sandwich was created, if you will, in Ybor City, and then they took it to Cuba, and then it became. What it, we know now. it became in Cuba. They they started eating it, so that's why like my father grew up on Cuban sandwiches. Um, but it was first introduced here, and it made its way to Cuba. I, I became authentically Cuban, and then you know, the people who have done the deep dive is the Columbia Restaurant in in Tampa because you know they're the oldest Cuban restaurant in Miami, yeah. and I know. That the the founder the the family uh, the Gonzmar family has invested tons of money to investigate the history. Wow. They, they they believe and they've actually tried replicating the ingredients as best as they could yeah. to the original sandwich. I can't speak to that because I'm not an expert on that. and I don't like to talk about things I'm an expert on. I'm just talking per, right now just to what I think tastes better. You know, um, I don't get into a territorial argument over stuff. If something's better, it just is better. But I don't go around talking uh, uh, saying. Well, Miami's better than your city. That's uh, almost like uh, grunt sports talk, right? Like right. my team is better than your team. I don't get into. The I will tell you what I do like about their Cuban sandwich because I've been to the oh, Colombia. You're gonna have a, a bunch of people turn on you now. No, I, what I like, <laughs> what I do like, is the bread. Send your emails yeah. to Pero Let Me Podcast. La Segunda. <laughs> the bread is pretty phenomenal. So la, so la Segunda bread can can they they ship it so you can actually have the bread par cooked and make it here. There's a place in North Carolina where my parents have a cabin 
that has the bread shipped from La Segunda. You know who uses La Segunda unless they stop was Palomilla Grill. Oh, yeah, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. That that is what I like from there. That is why, like, my my only gripe about the Cuban sandwich in Miami is the bread. That's why when the sandwich Cuban bread came out, which which the bread is like softer and it's like really pressed. That was one of the things that turned me on the most to the sandwich one because I feel that sometimes you go to a Cuban restaurant and they make a Cuban sandwich and it's like this brick that they put like the meat inside and it's like ooh that's. Yeah, well, like we, the pollo tropical one. <laughs> hey, what, what, is the, what does the commercial say? Uh, que, que, que po no, the commercial pollo tropical. He's like for the Cuban sandwich. Yes, that oh, he's like que sandwich o que sandwich or something like that. They're trying to have a play on Scarface, but it oh, just okay, okay, falls okay, okay, flat. Yeah, I find that that sandwich, while it tastes good, is like a cold cut Cuban sandwich. I mean, it's not cold. It's not warm, and the cheese it's is not warm. It's not warm. It's pressed. Yeah, but somehow the ingredients are cold and the cheese is not melting. Well, because it's like mass-produced pollo. No, like, I, I, I've gone probably like six times trying to order because maybe I'm a mass. But I do like cold cuts. It does taste good. Yeah. It's just not warm and melted. And then someone said to me, "Did you ever think about going to a different pollo tropical?" I'm like, "No, I've gone to the same one every single <laughs> you know time." What? Now that you're talking about pollo tropical, now that you're talking about pollo tropical, I wanna, I wanna actually, that's awesome. Talk about something you're, about you're consistent pollo tropical. Pollo de Obrigado has been around for a very long time now. Although, to me, the original of rotisserie chicken is a Pollo Supremo on Coralway 97th. Pero bueno, that's an argument for another Nice to a Mix. Yeah, you, you remember, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You could smell it a mile well, away. Well, you know, when Supremo. they closed that one, they moved farther down the street here across from Siding, uh -huh. right? And that is now like an insurance building. It's owned yeah. by an insurance yeah. building. And you could tell the, the architecture of the building is very yeah. distinct. And I think the red is still there. But anyway, <laughs> so Pollo de Obrigado has been around forever. But... Is it me, or is Pollo Tropical more popular than ever? Because I feel that no matter which Pollo Tropical you go to nowadays, the drive-thru is so long that, and, and I know drive-thrus now are longer because of COVID, but the drive-thru at Pollo Tropicals are so long that they start blocking traffic, no matter which one you go to. Because I just thought it was the one, the one um, by you know where I live. Right. But then I went the other day to get something from my dad in the one in Bird Road, and the line started like on the other side of the shopping center. No, the Hardy's. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, and then yesterday I was driving by the Boyo Tropical where the original diamonds used to be. Yeah, that, that's owned by my house. Yeah, it's being like the line started. Yeah, like, that one's bad. on like the other side of the street. I'm like, what is? I mean, it's Boyo Tropical. I mean, not that it's. I'm not shading on Boyo Tropical, but I'm like, this has been around forever. Like, right, why it's new? Why the sudden like? Well, interest? it's like the it's the Cuban chick fella. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. You know what? <laughs> Okay, let's talk about that too. That's another thing. I think people forget that Chick Fil A in Daveland Mall has been open since I think the dawn of time, right. and people are like, "Oh my God, they have Chick Fil A in Miami now." I'm like, "They've had it in Daveland Mall, I think, since Daveland Mall." Like, yeah, but it was in Daveland Mall, but it was in the food court in El Rincón. I still escondido. is, but I've been having Chick Fil A for years. Because okay, you're homophobic. Clearly, I am. Right? <laughs> um, clearly, <laughs> I look at the mirror and I look at I got my homophobic. Anyway, um, but that yeah, I mean Chick Fil A and Dayton has been around forever, and it's like I don't know the lines there have always been long. Like, and people are like they're opening the, they're opening them now. Yes, they're they're There's more all more. over the place now. But I feel Chick Fil A now is like super popular. I used to think it was called Chick Fil A. That's why I said that. Yeah. 
until someone corrected me. I was like, really? It's Chick-fil-A? And oh, that yeah, made sense because that's a capital A. And I have to tell you something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they opened one up in Hialeah where the old Miami yeah. subs used yeah, to yeah. be, and that's by my office. I, I actually I, I actually am friends with the, the owners. It is <laughs> true. It doesn't matter how complicated your order is. They will get everything right. Really? They will get everything right. You can ask them... You know, because I go and I order for the office, right? So it's very complicated. Don't put tomato, add lettuce, don't put this, don't put that. I want three Chick-fil-A sauces, two ranches. Going up to the last, like, sauce, it will be perfectly counted. And I'm like, shit, how do they do that? Look, while we're talking chicken, how about Pollo Campero? Because that place is awesome. Pollo Campero, I've been a couple of times, but after you posted something about their chicken sandwich. And their empanadas are awesome. But they only have that one, right? Right. They initially had a second location. I think the next nearest after that, because there are some other ones in the U.S., is Pompano or Boynton Beach, I think. Uh, I Someone did tell me that there was a issue with the franchisee, and that's why they hadn't expanded after the initial ones. Just recently, that agreement ended, and that they were going to look into expanding down here in, in South Florida, at least. In Westchester? <laughs> I don't know, but the one thing I learned, because I've – Spent the, probably like the last four or five months trying to make sure I don't order from Uber. Places that are trying to charge me yeah. a fee and a percentage yeah. and everything under the sun. I'm going to tell you a quick story about this. By the way, none of my stories are quick. <laughs> We've got time to fill, so that's a good thing. <laughs> my parents and I used to love Outback during the 1990s. Loved it, but I don't think it's been as good in probably the last 20 years. So every once in a while, I go back there in the hopes mm-hmm. that something... That Something the Outback reminds- special blows your mind. <laughs> because hope, Alice Springs Eternal. Yes, Alice Springs and the old, uh, you know, Aussie fries when they used to do fresh cut fries, which they don't anymore. So I went there and I picked something up and it was phenomenal. And, and I mean, I'm using the word phenomenal. I told my parents, you're not going to believe this. It tastes almost as good as it used to. And so, and back then it used to be the whole gang, you know, mi abuelo, my sister and I, my parents, the whole La Jolienda over uh, at, at Which Outback would you go to? <laughs> uh-huh. I, right there on Flagler. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, so I tell my parents, I'm going to pick up food. So I was like, let me use Uber and do the pickup. Okay. And <coughs> it was a meal for my parents, Marcella and I. I think a couple appetizers. It was like $106. Jesus. So I said, this can't be right. This can't be right. And then I was like, let me go to, just, let me go to Outback's website. And then I order the same thing. Now I'm picking up. I'm not having to Uber deliver. Right, I was right, just right. going to go pick it up. Uh, Aussie takeaway or whatever the hell it's called. Right? <laughs> Park. And so I, I, I go and I go to their website. It was, I think, $44 cheaper for me to go through 44? their web. $44? cheaper. And right there, I got so annoyed that I deleted all those, those delivery apps from my phone. So now I will only wow. order delivery. I always go to the actual website. Don't be tricked when you go on Google. And it says order delivery because those are third-party yeah, sponsored. Go yeah. look for the actual website of the business, and I go there directly. Pollo Campero does free delivery. Today we ordered Land Cafe 2000, three dollars delivery. Actual restaurant menu prices, not bumped by thirty percent like right. they do on Uber. I and love Postmates. Latin Cafe 2000, by the way. I had a Milanesa today, very, and they have. I don't know if you know this because I didn't know this, pero me clavaron a dollar for this. You can each croqueta is a dollar. Or you can buy four croquetas for $5 because it includes a Dijon blueberry dip, dipping sauce. Oh. By the way, I don't know if this much, and I, no one can see, but, mira. Teeny tiny. I, I think a, a cotadito cup of, uh, <laughs> not even cotadito, too much. They have the <laughs> Latin Cafe 2000 sandwich, which is actually pretty good. 
Yeah. There's one in Hialeah. I go to it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, the June one is the one. So I do Luis Calino Latin American 5780th. I order from there. That's my my go-to to get Cuban, you know, authentic, old, old school. They have their own bakery, so they make their bread there, so you always know the sandwich is fresh. You know, I'm glad you said that because I think that a lot of people don't realize the whole thing with Uber Eats and Postmates and all yeah. that. I guess we're not getting a sponsorship from them anytime <laughs> soon. Um, that restaurants have to up their price to make a profit out of it because of the fees that these apps it's charge like the restaurant. Is it like a 30%? I, so so this is the way it I works. didn't know that. I just thought that. It's like, you know, the delivery fee that what you're paying. and The $2 delivery. So yeah. and if, initially, if you remember when you started ordering from those apps, it was a flat fee. You're ordering from this restaurant. It's $5. And now the restaurant, on average, Uber, unless you're someone who's very popular, mm-hmm. will charge you 30 to 33% to the restaurant of that fee. Means they don't get the money and they get it a lump sum once a week. I used to, when I used to have the museum, when I used to have the ice cream shop, we dealt with that. So I handled all the finances so I knew what was going on. It's incredible because restaurants, to make do, try to raise their prices. But then it just be, spiraled out of control when Uber and all these guys not only now charge a fee, they also charge a percentage. So as a consumer, you're probably paying 30% over the, 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 the cost of the food, yeah. you're paying a percentage to Uber and Postmates, you're paying a delivery fee, and then if you tip the person, now you know how it skyrockets, and you're essentially getting fo- close to paying 40 to 50% more than the actual food uh, cost. That is why yeah. I've used Uber Eats or Postmates or whatever, I've used it once in my life, for the reason that he said, because I ordered from Bocas, <laughs> and I ordered what I always get, El Lomo Santiago, <laughs> and I ordered something else, and it was like, 40 bucks and i'm like when i eat this at the restaurant it's like 20 like how did we double and i and because of the reasons you said and i was like today was the first and the last i'll i'll drive myself to go and get the food but it's funny because i feel like again when i, was, I never got delivery I'm when i was living in new york i would use seamless and grubhub and i'm sure they have if not the same business model maybe similar but i feel like it was never such a big deal but i don't know if it's just that because new york is such a delivery city to begin with you know what i mean like there's just so much turnover and so much in and out in and out in and out that a 30 percent maybe it isn't felt as much i don't i don't think that grubhub does 30 percent though if you go to grubhub's website you'll see the amount of businesses on there's a lot less uber also on postmates and now they're the same company actually if you didn't know charge a premium price because the majority of the people use them so they're kind of controlling the market right. as a business as a restaurant you have to say to yourself is it a necessary evil? Because you have to look on the, the side of, well, they're especially last year, they're, they're, they're putting your name out there. It's almost like a form of advertising also. So you're, so do you, you have this staff working? If they're not doing anything, they might as well be selling. Even if you're just only making, you know, maybe, you know, 30% less than you would have normally made. It's, it's a, it's a tough call. I, I mean, I just personally, as a consumer will not support that. No. I think it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Well, Shifting for a second, though, because uh, you, sir, have uh, you're working with a local because you, you support local. You're local. You're working with local bakery, Pinecrest Bakery, to create what has to be one of the most delicious damn sandwiches I've ever had in my life. You guys are, are partnering right on the five inch. Well, you know, you always remember your first five inch. Um, it's a chicken. It was a five. That was five inches. It felt like more. Really? It felt like more? <laughs> <laughs> so can many things you? to say. Yeah. <laughs> can I quote? Can it fall like more than five inches? It fall like more. <laughs> it usually does. Um, 
but it's, oh boy so <laughs> well we sneak it up on you so <laughs> and then before you know it it's all inside you um you've eaten it all um, so food people <laughs> we're talking about food it's a sandwich sandwich you gutter minds um so you're working with Pinecrest bakery you've got you know the chicken sandwich and, and the frita which each one uses one of your beast sauces um right. the chicken sandwich is the honey mustard curry honey mustard curry and then the frita is your the guava sriracha ketchup how did how did this you know how did, did this happen how did this deliciousness <laughs> come about is the question well, I'm not going to say I'm well-versed in Cuban bakeries, but I'm well-versed in Cuban bakeries. <laughs> I see. I've been, I'm such sometimes to the point of, of for, and I'm referring to my blog, I've been working for, I'd probably say, six to seven years on a post called The Guide to Miami's Cuban Bakeries. I have done... A guide in what sense? A guide as in, this is a pate de guayaba. This is what it is. These are the best places to get a pate de guayaba. This is a pate de guayaba queso. These are the best ones in town. So it's taken me forever, as you can imagine, because there is a ton of bakeries. And it seems like they also turn over owners. And so I've never felt comfortable putting out there, even though it's mostly completed. Um, but Pinecrest, I've known uh, Joel, who's one of the co-owners of Pinecrest Bakery, since he used to own a place called Pasta Mania in Little Havana. And so what happened is he eventually started doing the Pinecrest Bakery and they expanded. Last year when the pandemic was starting and I was just starting to launch my sauces, I talked to him and you know, a year passes, it just does. And we started talking and we hadn't talked in a bit. I just, just to see how everything was going with him. And he's like, oh, we gotta do something with your sauces. And then that's actually the basis of it. You know, the guava sriracha ketchup, it does pair really well with fritas, with, with beef. It really does. And then the honey mustard curry works really well with chicken. He told me he had a chicken sandwich. I wanna be clear that I had nothing to do with, other than the idea or the concept of this, the, the chicken sandwich existed at the restaurants, and it's 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 uh, cereal breaded, uh, very similar to the tenders I had, except their breading mix is a little different. Um, the frita is, is their frita mix. It's very good. The one suggestion I said, other than using my sauces, I said, back in the 50s, when Whataburger was around, they became popular because their burger was so much larger than everyone else's because they had a five-inch bun. Everyone was using a four-inch bun, and they had a custom five-inch bun. A place... When they were in northern Florida, which Whataburger is still in northern Florida, the guys who would eventually found Burger King tried it, and that's where the idea to do the Whopper came from. Oh. It was from the actual giant burger, and they called it the Whopper, from the five-inch bun. So I said, no one does five-inch buns anymore. And I said, let's call it the five-inchers, you know, like the two five-inch sandwiches. Um, kind of like what he said, the, the, the line I said, which is, when do you remember your last five inch or your first five inch or whatever? And they thought it was funny, which is kind of odd because they're a Cuban bakery, so I don't know that that's good. like the right well, marketing campaign. But that's, that's going to be perfect because if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, I feel like it's just going to fly over their head. And so we did a couple, they did a bunch of custom buns. You saw their beautiful brioche. You got to tour um, the, the, the commissary I'm saw gonna, where everything's yeah, made. I'm going to go ahead and just say that I no longer fear you know dying and going to heaven because heaven will smell <laughs> like their kitchen. Yeah. It is all just baked goods, fragrant and delicious. Yeah, If you follow, um, so my, my friends the flapped. I was taking a webinar that morning. <laughs> <laughs> my friends the flapped, and I'll spell it out for you, T-H-E-F-L-E-P-T on, on YouTube, I'm YouTube. sorry. Have a video of the walkthrough and the event. You can actually see us eating the, the sandwiches, yes. and you can actually see the Pinecrest Bakery commissary down in Goulds. Mm -hmm. And so you guys were the first folks to try it outside of us. We have been testing it for a few weeks. Okay. And you can actually see just how massive the sandwich is because it so is. Good. 
I know. I know. DJ got to to uh, to got to. Uh, I, I will it. tell you though, yes, because I am a good co-host. <laughs> the you know the five inches do look overwhelming when you first see it, but then I when I when I ate it, I'm like you know it looked big, but I'm like but you can do it. Yeah, you can do it's it. It's doable. I'm like this is doable. This is doable. Especially like I feel like if you cut it into like you know quarters. Oh it's no, a, it's, I, a, le- I, it's I, a lot less intimidating. Yeah, you just deep throated it. <laughs> I took it. Now, now, whatever I say, is, I was gonna say I took it in one piece. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, anyway. Just embrace it and go. Just... Anyway, okay, the sandwich. <laughs> this, oh my god! This reminds me of that time we were in New York. And you have been talking about Junior's Cheesecake yeah, and Junior's Junior Cheesecake. Like, I'm saving myself for Junior. He's like, <laughs> we're like, really? You know, Junior's Cheesecake in New York, I really, I had never had it. I had been to New York a thousand times. I had never had Junior's. And I kept talking. I'm like, oh, we're going to have Juniors. We're going to have Juniors. And I think we, we were we were going someplace else. And we, we were, were eating. Getting a bite to eat or something. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to eat it. I'm saving myself for Junior later. Juniors <laughs> later tonight. No, you didn't say Juniors. You said, I, I'm saving myself I'm for saving junior. junior later tonight. And I said it like really loud. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like cheesecake. <laughs> sure. So, anyway, so you, the sandwiches are out now. They are available at the Gould's location, which is where the commissary is at, and they also have another restaurant uh, right off of um, North Bay Village on Northwest 79th, right before you go over the bridge. Uh, that location also. Those are the only two places I have it. They will be expanding the sandwiches to the rest of. They have 17 bakeries. So the other 15 will have it soon, but they will not have the five-incher. They're going to have the regular old, I think, three-and-a-half or four-incher. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, still good. It's still, no, the sandwich is still good. I mean, once you've had five inches, you can't go for three. No, but then you could get two, of, you could get two and then have six. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so that's how you work. That's <laughs> a, all right. Building it up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I guess... Naming it those sandwiches that name uh, did work, I guess. <laughs> One way or another, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Listen, it'll get people's attention if nothing else. And you got to, did you get to go walk? You walked into the freezer. I at, did. I did walk in the freezer. It was no, <laughs> it was freezing in there. It was like 50, no, it went on Jose went and Jose is like super friolento, and he was he just like poked his nose in there. And he's like, I'm good, thanks. Well, You're I going. wanted to stay in there. <laughs> is that is that rain? Is that rain? I think it is rain. Yeah, it smells like rain. Every time I say smells like green, I think of Yankee Candle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this would be a Yankee Candle um, scent. scent. That sounds nuts. That is crazy. So you know we were not lying about being outdoors in, in the backyard of, <laughs> of Seth's parents' house. There's nothing like Westchester. <laughs> there really is. No, yeah. It's, it, you know, it has its charms. <laughs> uh, Except the traffic here now is... The traffic here is get, was not as bad as Kendall drives. Because Kendall drives just. Yeah. You all, I was on the phone with you the other day when I was stuck in that horrible traffic on Coral Way. Que yo di 40 vueltas, and I still don't know how I found my way back. And Flagler now, so yeah. Well, I think traffic's just a situation over here. <laughs> There's a lot of people making a lot of money. That's all I know. Making, are they on making money on construction? Oh, on construction. I was like, <laughs> I was like, they're 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 constructing something. <laughs> Coral Way's been under construction since Miami was discovered. People talk about the railway. No, it was Coral Way. Well, I'm sure they're still planning from Henry Flagler back in the day, um, because now they're they're constructing back in downtown by like where I lived. 
they're doing like a much higher elevated uh, highway. Whatever, boring stuff. But I feel like the, you you started a story and you did not finish. Never mind because it's not it's not it's, it's not conducive to our 150th episode it's like celebration. You started, you started talking about something and then you were just like, yeah, never mind. I got I got bored midway through my own sentence. I'll just stop right here. Like, oh, anyway, so. Yeah, we're really well protected here. We have not gotten. Oh, yeah, look, not you can see over there how not how a single that. drop. We're like perfectly <laughs> situated right in the middle of a of a techo en la terraza. <laughs> it's so funny because your your parents' terraza is so like the prototype, of course, of a Cuban <laughs> house terraza. It's very big. There's a lot of you know either pavement or tile. Muchas mata. I'm surprised you don't have una malanga. A, there should be a malanga here or an areca. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Well, no, if, if you come here at certain nights, you might see an opossum. I think. <laughs> oh my god, are are there more possums now than before? Because I feel like I see them everywhere now. You feel like you find more possums at my parents' house. I think it's like breeding ground for possums. You know what I see a lot more now is lizards. Well, there there is a, a those. Jurassic Park I don't ones. want to use the word pandemic, but there are, um, you know, there is a pandemic, if you will, or is that a, properly a, said? A, a lizard of, outbreak? Of iguanas. Of iguanas. Oh. Yeah, did, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, in fact, I think it was last year or the year before, like the Florida Wildlife Agriculture Association, blah, 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 said that you can actually kill them. Oh. Because they're invasive. You know, and you know this terraza, by the way, this is where we do Nochebuena every year. We didn't do it for 2020. But the table runs the length the whole width. Yeah. Yeah, from there to there. When you set the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. And then you have music going on in the background. Yeah. And salsa we, music. And then we have food. By the way, the drinks are here, and then the food is like this, like an L. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming the cajachina is behind us. <laughs> and that's it. Near no, no, the, we don't. Believe it or not, we don't do a cajachina. What we did do once upon a time before this actually was all cemented and tiled is we did the old school when my dad's uh, Cubans got, uh, cousins from Cuba got here. They did it underground. That's, <laughs> how you, that's, that's how they did it in my house for years. I remember my uncle has always been the, um, the one who does the pork. And right now he built his, old, his own cajachina just for the sake of, you know, 
just it's easier. But he will tell you, he's like, this is not how I like pork. Because growing up, he ha he built a pit with a bloque. And then he it was partially underground. And they would put the pig in there. Cuando plátano arriba. He, 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 like, he never, he, no offense to the people of the Cajachina. Um, they never liked it how it came out with the Cajachina. A lot of people don't like that Cajachina. I don't know. I've always done it. I have told you the story many times. Since I have recollection of life, it's been in a quote-unquote cajachina. Not the cajachina, right. but in a cajachina at my grandfather's. We have like a whole discussion about this. Because <laughs> I, I, he, he said that his grandfather in Cuba used to do like a cajachina. And then I'm like, I remember when like a cajachina came out. It was like in the early 90s that everybody started buying a cajachina. And we actually started looking into it. And the prototype for like a cajachina, the one we know of now, was like in 1985. And I think it was first released in like 89. And then, you know, like it was like a general like release in like 1991 of like the cajachina we know now. The one you could buy at CBS. I was about to say, yeah, I remember you guys discussing about it being yes. available on CBS. Yes. But then CBS I, Imas or just CBS? <laughs> Imas. <laughs> Imas. I took a picture of that, that. I'm like, only in Miami can you go to a CVS and buy a freaking cajachina. Where else are you supposed to get it? Maybe you can use your 40% off coupon. Oh, my God. That is amazing. If you could use your CVS <laughs> points to, to, to get, get the Cajachina off. Well, you could use it on any merchandise. Always thinking. Always what thinking. about old Eckerd's coupons? Do you think they'd let you use that there? Wait, At CVS? Do you have any? <laughs> no, but if there's I do anyone, have the old, film, the old films. I'm literally well, sitting no, with the do. only two people in the world who, if they, ha if they had old Eckerd's coupons, would be either you or DJ. I'll never forget that my, my brother worked at Eckerd's. His first job was at Extra, then Baskin and Robbins, and then Eckerd's. Was he just moving his way down the shopping center? And I remember, I remember, like they used to say, "No, porque tú sabes que un trabajo era naked. Eso es tremendo trabajo." Like that was like a very like you worked at Eckerd Drugs. Like come really? on, my you were you were on your way to great things. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I, I'd call my dad over here. I think my dad worked a total of like two days at Eckerd's. At Eckerd Drugs. <laughs> well, he just wasn't cut out for Eckerd Drugs. Oh my god! Oh, wait till I tell him you said that. You gotta see. You're gonna well, have to face remember, him. But you know, remember no, his, no, brother, no. his brother's career trajectory was no, no, no. supermarket, he, ice cream he was store. More, he was more for Sedano pharmacy discount. Because let's not forget that existed. Sedano pharmacy discount. You didn't know Sedano had a pharmacy. I totally forgot. Said so all Sedanos had a pharmacy. The one on ninety. I remember the one on ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. yeah. It was Sedano Sedano pharmacy discount. I decide the club. Yeah, and then it became Navarro. After. And then it became Navarro. And like the one, you didn't know that said, I don't have a pharmacy. Isn't this the one that was, used to be a movie theater? In Corway 97? Yeah. yeah, I think that space used to be a movie theater. I saw Invasion USA there. Maybe. But I remember, as, I remember it as. I remember it as. Invasion uh, USA was filmed at Dayline Mall. Part of it was. Growing up, the movie theater we used to go to was Regency 3 on Bird Road. Bird Road and? 112 in Concord. Oh, Westbird. Yeah. Then it was called Westbrook. No, no. That was Concord. No, Con Concord. Oh, no. 112, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one where Lilas was. Yes. Yeah. The, where the Lilas said no one remembers. There yes, was the, no one remembers. <laughs> you know that. You know what? We're, this is like Westchester. If you're not from Westchester, this is irrelevant to you. Concord, back in the day, mm -hmm. I remember everything on there. The, the Cinquidier, the uh -huh. Five and Dime. Then it was the Tamiami Gun Range. Uh -huh. Then it was Carol Music. Right. Then it was the Movie Theater. Uh -huh. Then it was Hit or Miss. Then it was Diamondette Party Supply. And then it was Extra. What about Lila's? Well, I told you that. <laughs> I remember 
the Lilas, I think, is where the extra was. No, Lilas was next to the theater. It was next to the theater? I'm pretty sure. Because when you told me about Lilas, I'm like, it was one of those things I'm like, I, I don't... I, I looked up the address, and it's actually where the Home Depot is. The address would fall in that Well, in that because range. they knocked it down to build a Home Depot. Right, right. Um, I was like, I remember it, but I don't remember it. Like, I'm, again, I'm thinking Malangas. <laughs> like, well, well, currently, by the way, no one even asks this. There's a place called Munchies in that strip mall. Yes, That has is. awesome croquetas, by the way. And they have a ventanita. If you're feeling unsafe, you can go there. And they have a pine crust there, too. Do they? Oh, they yeah, have they a bakery, do. yeah. They, they have do. a pine crust bakery yeah. there. Now, uh, th and then on that side, that means you can get two great croquetas there. Yeah. <laughs> then on that side of Concord and eventually the was <laughs> Food Union Supermarket. There was a shoe store that I remember that they, they had zapato curapie that my grandmother <laughs> used to send to Cuba. <laughs> Wait, what is no, curapie? Luria came after the supermarket closed down. This is like early eighties. Right. Then there Grand was Grand Union. You mean? Huh? Food Union or Grand Union? Union was in the name of the Grand supermarket, right? Yeah. That I remember that when you walked in, they had they had automated doors, and I remember my parents would be like, "Do we take the puertas out?" I remember that when you used to walk in, right, like on your right was like where they sold the, I guess, the wine that they had like fake barrels and like little, you know, oh. little plastic grapes. And then they had so they had the shoe store, they had like an electronic store, then they had a sh a store that um. You they used to put graphics on like okay. um like you make your own t-shirt yes then they had Humpty Dumpty children's clothing that I remember <laughs> that's where my mom would go for my birthday para comprarme los zapatos españoles <laughs> didn't you get some you got zapatos españoles for sure <laughs> I don't think so no I I'm gonna ask your mom I'm sure you did your parents are literally in the every other room. <laughs> every good Cuban boy for their birthdays or Christmas they compraban zapatos españoles. I'm actually uh, surprised they're not out here listening to this. You're using and, wait, and wait, then, wait, wait, wait. And what are zapatos curapie? <laughs> zapatos curapie were like <laughs> zapatos curapie. Like your foot. This is yeah. a very educational episode. We're, <laughs> we're like a type of, of shoe that had like a certain type of sole uh -huh. that you know that was more comfortable. And my grandmother was always sending zapatos curapie to Cuba. Wait, but that's a horrible name because a foot is not something you have to cure. I mean, chico, sana sana. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then, and then they had a, they had a Colombian bakery there that my mom always used to buy the egg bread. And then when I became older, I'm like, wait a minute. And I had hala. I'm like, hala and and Colombian bread. It's like the same thing. It really is. It's egg bread. It's and, like maybe I know what Yeah. And then there was a pet store and a dentist. And there was a cowboy store, a store that also store... Yes, yeah. like boots and stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Why do I remember this so much? I remember when the... Do you remember when the McDonald's there opened? That I remember. Which... which that, in 85, in Concord. That I remember because we had our birthday party there a couple times. I don't, but I do know the owners of that McDonald's. <laughs> the, the current, the current yeah. McDonald's yeah, yeah, is still yeah. the same owners? Yeah, I don't know if they're the same owners. I know they own... There's a couple of... I met a couple of the McDonald's owners when I was opening the museum because they came to the museum and they actually temporarily loaned stuff when I used to have the Burger Museum. So I know that the family that owns that one also owns the one across from Tropical and they also own the one on 57 and 7 by the Pollo Tropical you were talking about. Seriously, seriously, since you're the Burger Beast, what is your take on like the new um, image, if you will, of like the McDonald's stores? The sad middle-aged person? <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't like any of these revamps. I don't know who who they're going for. They're so I don't like how the things look. I mean, even Bur Burger King just their revamp is <laughs> to bring back the the logo from the 60s and 70s and 80s. 
which is one fine. there. Yeah, but what's the point? The one like, there by the where I was, but the one by the airport, that Burger King. Yeah, the yeah I, one. I noticed it yesterday that they have the old logo, but it's like twenty. It's, yeah, they they, they, they kind of updated it slightly. Yeah, yeah. That one's not too bad. I kind of the the new kind of Wendy's. I kind of like the new the new Wendy. I like the other Wendy. Like the Wendy yourself, or you mean the building itself? No. <laughs> I like the older Wendy, the younger. Actually, the, like now it's getting really creepy. I'm just I like the younger Wendy better. I prefer when they put just Wendy Williams on, no, the, no. on the front of it. <laughs> no, they're good. Can you imagine? <laughs> because when I would look at the... See, I, I feel that <laughs> Wendy's... you doing bacon? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I feel that Wendy's... Listen, our guest is Burger Bee, so if we're going to... If there's ever going to be an episode that we're going to talk crap about, like, food service and whatever, and fast food is going to be this one. I feel that Wendy's, before it got revamped now a few years ago, all the Wendy's, the, at least all the Wendy's that I would go to, looked like crap because... They didn't know what to do with the space of the buffet that they used to have, like the taco <laughs> buffet. So now they have like Ooh, now they have like a weird space like in the middle of it, or like a weird like island in the middle of the restaurant that had nothing. <laughs> that, that that's where the I, you know buffet used to be. I have the, I have I don't know if you noticed when you guys were at the museum. You know I still, for everyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I had for about three and a half years the Burger Museum and it had about like close to almost towards the tail and about five thousand artifacts. Related to comfort food, mostly burger stuff. I have, and I don't know if you noticed, I have a Wendy's salad bar sign hanging from the ceiling. I still, I it's still up there. Yeah. Jonathan. I, I, we were so again. petrified hanging it because we thought it was going to fall and just shatter to a million pieces. Because it's just little clamps that are on, on, the, yeah. on the ceiling that are, that are holding it together. I don't remember the sign. Um, it's a mirror like you like your quinceañera pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the new That's McDonald's. That's where Wendy's had her quinceañera pictures. The new McDonald's, it's, like, so drab. It's, like, gray. Like, it, like I'm, I look at it, and I'm like, this is not going to age well, like, at all. Like, I could see a revamp of the revamp in, like, 10 I'll years. Tell you all, I'll tell you all the decline of every uh, restaurant. You ready? McDonald's? Decline number one, when they decided to go away from the beef tallow fries and they started using the different oil. I think that was like in 90 or 91. The biggest was they stopped using the selling the deep fried apple pies. Now, the deep yep. fried apple pies, even though they made a comeback a few years ago, there's only all of Hawaii still had some and one place in Downey, California, because they have a agreement, a franchise agreement from the original McDonald's brothers. So it can't be broken. So they can essentially have whatever they want on the menu. At that location in Downey, California. Is there a reason why they did that? Was it for bottom line sense or health reasons? Or? The, the fried pies? Yeah. They just revamped the, you know, they revamped the pies. There was a thing that McDonald's was healthy. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing. In the early 90s, that everyone was going towards the health kick. Yeah. So they wanted to change what they were frying, everything. They wanted to go from a fried pie to a baked pie. The reality is the actual fried pie Technically, it was better for you than the, the, the baked pie, ironically enough. Uh, the fried pie, I still think, is phenomenal if you can uh, try What I remember about the fried pie the most was eating it and, like, burning my mouth off. Like, That's true. You, like, there was steam coming out. A little contraption that they would pull it out. Yes. I yes. missed that thing. Yes, and I remember that the case was all yeah. apples. Yeah, and then it had the little flaps that was like... Yes. Yeah, I can't see kids having their birthdays at the new McDonald's. Okay, so that was the decline of McDonald's. How that about was I think Burger King. Take your pick. <laughs> I, I love Burger. I was. Uh, I'm gonna. T I, I love saying this story because my mother denied it until she finally uh, admitted to me. When I was a kid, and we had just moved here from New York. We didn't have a lot of money, so we would go and through the, we went through the Burger King drive-through, uh, right here on 87 in Goraway, and 
my mother would not let me order a cheeseburger. She told me I had to order a hamburger. And then this is before microwaves were a thing. We didn't have microwaves at that point. She would make me put a cold slice of American oh, cheese. That's the worst. My mother goes, I never. And, but she hates for me to say a story, which is, of course, why I'm saying it. I never. And then she finally admitted she did. So one day, I was, she was starving. And I was driving. She goes, can you get me a Whopper? And I go, what do you want? She goes, cheese. I go, no. <laughs> you're not getting cheese. <laughs> I didn't know. We did get it. But I, I just told her, oh, no, you're not getting cheese. You have cheese at home. <laughs> you know what surprises me? That the Whopper doesn't come with cheese. <laughs> That it's kind of weird. It's like, who has a Whopper without cheese? Upcharge. Charminess. You got to upcharge. <laughs> Nickel and dime, yeah. <laughs> but, but Whopper, I mean, the thing with Burger King, like, look, think think about, maybe it's nostalgia, and I think it's probably the problem is we were kids, so your palate was different. I remember the the, the oval chicken sandwich being like, that is was there like, a better? I love <laughs> the oval chicken sandwich. That is my favorite, like a fast food, that is my favorite and item. And I think that if you've had that chicken sandwich in the last few years, and I have tried... I feel it's almost like an oil sponge. It seems like it's just, it tastes like oil. And that could be just from who's frying it. You know, they're they're dropping it, defrosted in there, so it's yeah. just absorbing all the oil. I, I wish I would have a perfectly executed one. And I think a lot of people mistake when I say these quote-unquote complaints. It's because of my love for them that I wish that they were better again. Wendy's, when Dave Thomas passed away, they switched the patty and named it after him, the Dave's special or something yeah. like that. They changed the beef, not the actual gr- the the actual where they were getting beef. I'm not positive on that, but the actual patty itself became thicker. Uh, the old Wendy's beef was crumbly, mm-hmm. like you would eat it. It was totally different. It's actually if you get the um, the double stack is much is really similar to the original Wendy's. Um, and you know what? I have one of my prized possessions at the museum is I have one of the old Wendy's tables with a newspaper print. I think I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, I do remember yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, all, the, all those places I think about, uh, and Dar- Darren, we always talk about it because you have that picture of the Miami subs when they, when uh, when they were yeah. going to make it into the Starbucks, but it showed that it was the old Canton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, the Starbucks on eighty seven. That's true. I forgot it was a Canton. Yeah, and then when I guess when they closed another location, they moved across the street. Right, next to Dunkin' Donuts, that never has donuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't say. He didn't say something that was true. And <laughs> now I know why they're just dunking. <laughs> just hope you get something. Although the other day we yeah, went to the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through and Dunkin'. Uh, sorry, Dunkin'. Sorry, Dunkin'. I didn't want to, you know, misspeak. And um, they actually have like a. I think it's called like a sack of bacon or something like that. It's like candy bacon. It comes in like yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they do. They do. A sack of bacon. Do you know that my father? <laughs> and this is no hate on Dunkin' Donuts. So my brother. Um, takes to my parents' house on Sundays, uh, usually a dozen of another uh, very popular local donut place here. Um, and, um, <laughs> oh you know, which I love the pl- I love this place and I love those donuts. But my dad is always like, no, a mí esa zona no me gusta. Los mejores donuts que hay son los de Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm like, dad, Please. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts is what you take to the office on Friday, you know, when you're going to buy, like, I don't know, four dozen donuts and you don't want to spend, right, you, you don't know. spend $3. Right. Right. You know, that's, their lemon donut is actually pretty good, too. But it's like, no, that's like the gold standard for my dad is Dunkin' Donuts. It's not even Krispy Kreme. What about Mr. Donut? Bueno, Mr. Donut, it's been a while. 
You know, I, I posted about, I think near the, the, when the pandemic was starting on Instagram and I mentioned, you can follow me on at Burger Beast. And I mentioned, someone asked me about where should they get donuts. I don't know if you see when I do that Q&A thing on yeah. my stories. And I said, I love the Mr. Donut on 87 and Way. And I got bombarded. I cannot find that place. Where is it? And I actually had to do another post saying, I was kidding. There, that Mr. Donut closed in like 1985. Yeah, it had been a while. If you find it, there's a problem. Wasn't there other Winchell's Donuts? Winchell's, yeah. Winchell's. That They're used still to, on the West Coast, I think, of Florida. There was one on Flagler and that blue shopping center that I remember they were pretty good. You know who has good donuts? Other than obvious, like, Mojo Donuts owned by my friend Jimmy. Um, is uh, <laughs> they are good. Not just because they're friends, uh, but they are good. Is Seven Eleven? Did you know? Oh, the, the uh, hello! <laughs> I get the donuts from Seven Eleven all the time. The one are Seven on Eleven donuts, or are they brought from somewhere else? No, it comes from some commissary. Yeah. Someone makes it for yeah. them. Yeah, but it's yeah. but it's not like Dunkin' at Seven Eleven. No, no, like no, 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 it's, no. It's no. a Seven Eleven because now with COVID, they're all individually wrapped. I I used there used to be a Seven Eleven at the end of my block for like five years. And it got to the point where I would show up there when the the truck would arrive, and I'd be like waiting for them to put the donuts out so I could grab one, I could grab can I get apple fritter my favorite and regular glazed. That's like I have no shame in saying that in last November when I was working the elections that I had to get up every day like at freaking five in the morning, I would go to Seven Eleven to have pan de bono. And the pan de bono from 7-Eleven is freaking he- – well, any pan de bono is amazing. <laughs> yeah, really. the, uh, even the worst pan de bono is good. But the, I'm like, but this is like pan de bono from 7-Eleven. It's so freaking good. And I remember, I, it's funny because I remember that I would only have one. By the end of the election, I was having three. Kudos <laughs> <laughs> to you that you only had one. Have you had that pan de bono? I, I don't remember. And I know there's a couple of places in Miami that do it. The pan de bono with guayaba? Yes. It is really good. It, okay. But it explodes. Okay. Like it, like, I, okay. it like farts. I, okay. It like farts guava. <laughs> so it does. So, I'm, so I, I struggle with it. I struggle with it. I'm going to tell you why. I've had the pan de bono with guayaba several times, and it is good, and the guayaba does explode, and it is like like McDonald's fried pie hot. And it, it's really good, but then I'm like, oh, but it's not the original. Like it's. So you don't eat fritas with cheese? No. I'm not a big frita person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He just got us kicked out of his house. Sorry. I love you. I, I'm sorry. We're, we're never going to be allowed back here ever again. But it's like when I have it, I feel that like I'm like cheating on Pan de Bono. Like the original. It's like this wasn't meant. This is a Miami thing. So. Yeah, that's true. You know what I had yesterday? Speaking of which, you were saying things I had. I, it just popped into my head. Breadman started doing two quesadillas. He did a, a ropa vieja quesadilla and a croqueta quesadilla. Oh. Oye, let me tell you guys. That's some serious oh. business. We well, may have to wrap up. We can't wait because... for life to get back to normal so we could go out with you and eat again. You know what, though? The times we've been out eating with you, I do feel it's like we're with royalty. It's like we're with him. Look at there that. <laughs> There's the croqueta quesadilla. Oh, that looks amazing. There's nothing there I would not mm. like. Because I feel that when he goes out to dinner somewhere in the kitchen, like the VR guest scene is going on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Try 
the gray stuff is delicious. No, believe me, that's the dishes. I believe that that's going Candelabras on. Candelabras like, always get excited like when Steph, Steph comes come to in. a restaurant. So, so, you know, we're with him. It's like, okay, we're good. And, well, look, you know, someone just commented on something like that. I think in some, certain instances, it is true to an extent, because I do know so many uh, restaurateurs and right. business owners. But there's a lot of cases where people don't know me. And it's not like I walk in and introduce myself. I have arrived, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I went to uh, a Brazo Fuente a few days ago um, on a Saturday. And what I saw there? That's a bakery. It's by my house. A Brazo Fuente? Yeah. They saw Brazo Gitano? I'm sure, but... My arch so. nemesis? <laughs> <laughs> and so they've been around. So I think they opened like in 72. I mean, they've been around a long time. They've been around uh, so long that they have a signed 8x10 of Thalia's um, Arrasando right behind the, the counter. Wow. And, and so they do pizza pateloni on, on the weekend, and I went there. And I think it was today or yesterday someone left a comment insinuating that they gave me, like, that pizza pate doesn't look that way, that it was just for me. I'm like, dude, those ladies, by the way, those ladies have been there at least 30 or 40 years. Those <laughs> ladies could give three shits who I am. <laughs> those ladies are like, get your, Godito, get yourself and get out of here. Listen, <laughs> like, the other day I was at Dollar Tree, and me and Jose were at the register. There was nobody in front of us. The one lady was at the register, and we were looking at something, whatever, and she's like, Ustedes van a pagar. And we're like, no, see, she's like, bueno, okay, porque es que ya ahorita se me acaba el shift, entonces ven para que pague ya. And we're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're ready to pay. Like, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Miami. Yeah, and that's, I, I actually love that. You know, I, another thing, you know, Marcella is Nicaraguan. So when we started dating way back in 1998, um, it was a new world for me because I hadn't eaten at Novillo. That was my Nicaraguan experience at Novillo. You hadn't eaten at Novillo? Huh? You didn't hear Noel? No, I'm saying that was my never oh, okay. oh, that was the it. extent yeah. of my experience until yeah. uh, was that. Now we started going to Fritangas with Marcel and I started kind of experiencing. Yes, Nicaraguans speak Spanish. They see, speak more proper Spanish. I honestly, half the time, had no idea what was going on in the conversations at her family's house. Now, I'm, I'm with it, right? And then I go to Fritangas. I'm totally calm. I get what's going on. But most people, you take them and they're intimidated. Because it's not like you go to a Cuban bakery, not a Cuban bakery, but I should say that I papi que más que, que tu quiere, you know, they're right, like, right, you know, right, like right. that. Mm -hmm. They're talking to you like if they're your your tia, right? Mm -hmm. Like the the fritangas are pretty much they have like a face like they want to kill you with laser beams, right? Mm -hmm. They're looking you with a face, see, ¿Y que quiere? you know, yeah. like like almost robotic. Make it quick. And and, and it's and right, it's kind of like they're like a machine, and it's not that they're being rude. That's just. The way just, it is. That's just the way it is. I think that their salsa jalapeña is like the gift of the gods. Like, I put that shit on everything when I go on to. And, and Marcella likes her her stuff bien cocinado. I like a little crispy on the outside, and she purposely wanted me to put this picture. I uh, this story so great because she's the one who told me to put this particular picture, and it was very very crispy, and oh my god, they turned on her so quick on social media saying. Who would eat this? This isn't a real and like. And she, I remember Marcella getting offended. Like, I remember particular times like people I'm friends with told me something, and I posted on social media and turned. My my friend Ed, like probably the last time I gone to Outback before the previous story, he wanted us to go to the Outback, and we went. They had just opened the Town and Country Outback when they moved it from when it was standalone. Yeah. So they moved it into oh, yeah. that strip. We went there. I have never, by the way, experienced this as any restaurant. They sat us in an area where we were the only clean table. And there was 13 or 14 tables around us just with all the dirty plates and everything still sitting there. Oh. We were the only ones. We order, and they bring Marcella's um, Alice Springs chicken on a plate. Alice Springs chicken, it seemed like half the regular size. And the rest 
of the plate, vacío. They didn't even put the yeah. baked potato. And then they just sprinkled the 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 little like diced uh, is it uh, parsley the, or, or whatever, yeah. The chives or yeah, the chives right over. And they did they sprinkled it on the rest of the side of the of the plate. And we have last for so long. So I said I posted something along this. Don't if your friend suggests you go to Outback and someone wrote back, that's no friend of yours. And my friend had got so pissed, <laughs> and he took such offense. And it's funny because a lot of the stuff that people comment can be funny on social media, and some of them people are crude. But I guess it depends on what side you are. Like for me, I found that funny. You know, that's what? social media. I mean, a lot of times people take things way harsher than it could ever be intended. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I've always wondered. Do you think that chain restaurants, do you think a problem with chain restaurants is consistency and plating rather than like the legit item? Because I find that sometimes you go to places and just, you could tell the person plating it is like, whatever. You know, it's like a spatula of this and here you go. It looks like, looks like Morrison's. cafeteria (laughs) um because i find that that's a problem a lot of times like it's very inconsistent the only place i can think of that's consistent is maybe the cheesecake factory or whatever but like the other ones are are like it's so inconsistent it's it's operators it's you know like the outbacks have operators right they're not they're i think they're referred to as owners but it's they're kind of like person operating so if the person is on their game right you're always going to get consistent food that's why from time to time the operators turn over, and you're like, how did this restaurant go from being awesome to being horrible? Right. Right? Because someone has to be there with their eyes on, on, on what's going going on. Yeah. You know, Cheesecake Factory, I guess, has a better machine. And I think people want to work there because they pay well, uh, for, uh, uh, from what I hear. So, yeah. I've, as, you know, I've known some people that were chefs at, at Cheesecake and then left. The guy who founded Killer Melts, mm-hmm. not the current owner, but the guy who founded who came up with all the recipes for Killer Melts, he was a chef at Cheesecake Factory. He originally had a food truck called Killer Pasta. And I remember when he was at one of the events I curated, I was like, remember telling Marcel, I'm like, what? Why is this guy serving like, number one, I'm not going to walk around and, and carry a, a, a Fredo, you know. Yeah, exactly. Turn Fredo, Fredo, Fredo yeah. chicken. And con el calo gang in Miami <laughs> eating the pasta. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was so phenomenal. I said, it's so weird. And. And when he told me I worked for the Cheesecake Factory, I go, it makes sense because I like the Cheesecake Factory pasta dishes. And I think also to your point, what you're saying is like, I look for chain restaurants that are scratch kitchen, right? Which they make like uh, cheddars that just opened. Mm-hmm. And what's Kendall? Cheesecake Factory is, um, is it, what is it called? Texas Roadhouse? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm not too fond of. My, my parents seem to really love it. It's been their replacement for Outback. Okay. You know, and that's where they've always tried luring me to go. And I go on their birthdays because they want to go to Longhorn or, and, and I don't have anything per se against it. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather go to land house. I'd rather go to fish house right. or any house. No, it's not any house. Those, those, <laughs> two happen, house. those happen house. to both jump into my head <laughs> at the same time. Um, and, or, or just any place or, you know, Palomia or, right. or any of the places that, that I frequent. Or when I go to Fort Lauderdale, I like going to Gilbert's, you know, it's family owned and, and I, the family's so cool. And, um, the burgers are good. <laughs> well, that's all he needs. I, I will. I will leave you with this because we got to wrap up. Uh, I, that I, I, I mentioned the uh, Brazo Gitano saga. <laughs> I have like this aversion of Brazo Gitano. No, you have a trauma of Brazo Gitano. It's because almost PTSD. My mom used to threaten me when I was a kid, and she would tell me, "Your birthday's coming up, 
And if you don't behave well, you're not getting a cake for your birthday. You're getting un brazo gitano. And one year, I was fucking like going nuts, and she got me a brazo gitano for my birthday, not a cake. And I was so pissed that I'm not kidding. Like I look at brazo gitanos. We have pictures. Of this? Yeah, I'm sure I have, I'm sure I have the picture of brazo gitano. I um, actually no, I do. Um, I look at those things and I'm like, oh. Why would anybody get like that syrupy, spongy thing with caramel in the middle? Like, oh, why well, you gotta hate on the gypsies? <laughs> so that's like my aversion. I'm like, oh, brazo gitano, like take it away. <laughs> Give me a cappuccino instead. Oh, qué rico! I do love a cappuccino. Hi, bueno, Seth. As we wrap up our 150th episode. We're going to have 150 croquetas. Ay, que rico. Can we just go to the croquetas and have 150 croquetas? Uh, we'll die. Like, <laughs> well, we didn't have to have them in a row. <laughs> Even if we have 50 each. like <laughs> We should have had 150 of the garlic rolls, man. Oh, those, those are so good. Ay, que rico. But when, you know, we end every episode giving a last soda. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and so, you know, we say this many times on the show, and we said this at the top of the show, and we'll say it again, you know. You are probably one of, if not our favorite person that we've met through this journey. And we genuinely, genuinely love you. And so we're going to give you the last soda for our 150th episode just for being you and for, you know, just honestly for your friendship at the end of the day. Because you know what? At our age, it's not that we meet people we like all that often. Let's be honest. He really is the nicest asshole you'll ever meet. Right, exactly. You I, know? I, I want to be clear. They're giving me the last Coke while we drank Pepsi. <laughs> Or non-branded. <laughs> that's why we. Rich. That's why we say cola or soda. Oh, you know, oh, sorry, sorry, non, you guys non-branded. You don't want to talk brand conversation. Is that really happening in here? <laughs> what the hell is going maybe, on maybe here? Not. <laughs> you didn't even give me that warning. <laughs> this is raw. This I would have. I would have said carbonated cola. <laughs> <laughs> Beverage. But yes. So thank you. You know, for for swinging by and and you know just thank you for being you. Like Darian said, you know, you're the nicest asshole anybody ever meet. <laughs> But you know what? Those of us who know you know it's more nice than asshole. So, well, I mean, notice that I did not wear flip flops to your parents' house because I knew I was not gonna hear the end of that. And for those of you who've never heard, I uh, I think I may have mentioned the first time we were and we we instantly we met in person and we did the episode together. Yeah. And the, the first thing I said to Sarah was I met him. Oh. He was wearing flips, like, oh, thanks for dressing up. Well, well, you know, you make it sound like if you and I were, we recorded the episode at the Four Seasons. Like, oh, yeah, it, the museum was my Four Seasons, bro. The museum wasn't even open yet. <laughs> it was still under construction. And I went, you know, in like a t-shirt and I had, I was wearing like, uh, like cargo shorts and flip-flops. And he's, years later, he's still like giving me shit about it. I should have walked it into a tux. Like, and he always will. You should wear the tux from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> On that note, we hope everybody... That was episode 150, people. 50 yep. more episodes to 200. And hopefully, if there's not a pandemic then, we'll have a big party. Um, but uh, we hope uh, you grabbed your... What, wait, what do we grab? Our pastelito, croqueta, <laughs> and cafecito. And we hope you listen. No, I said it backwards. We hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And remember to get your pastelito, croqueta, and cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great weekend. Cuídense, mi gente. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex. 
the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.